Hello and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where we talk about topics and have guests on the show to help you level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Today, I'm flying solo. We're talking about a topic that is very important to me, very crucial, I think, to any walk of life that you work on. I think it's very relevant for fighting games and especially team games as well, but just relationships of any kind. That topic is, of course, communication. Such a crucial topic, and we'll get into that in just a second. Before we get into that, I want to mention patreon.com philosopher. That is where you can go if you like the content, if you're interested in what I do and you want to help support me, you can go over there and donate as little as a dollar a month and that goes a long way. So if you guys do like my content or you're interested in what I'm doing and you want me to continue, consider supporting me over there. Anywho, communication. Why is this even important? Why am I talking about it? Well, in the FGC specifically, I see a lot of miscommunication. I see a lot of people who don't know how to properly communicate, who get confused when they say something and people react a kind of way, or some people say something and people react a kind of way and that reaction doesn't necessarily seem warranted. And on top of that, man, this topic helps people grow. It helps communities grow. It helps individuals grow. It helps teams grow. So I know that a lot of people overlook or don't know how to get better in this area, but I think that no matter where you are or what you're doing in life, communication is a very important area that you need to continually work on, okay? So let's get on the same page. I got some words here. Definition, communication, let's just get on the same page real quick so that we actually know what communicating is. And that's the imparting of or exchanging of information or news. So it's not just telling somebody what you think, I know that, that seems like a part of it, but it's imparting information or news. So when you're communicating, you're trying to share information or news so that someone else can utilize that information properly. I think what we've turned it into nowadays is just sharing our thoughts and opinions. And we confuse that with uh, communicating. This sucks. I love this. That, that kind of is communicating because it is sort of news, but it's not too productive if you know what I'm getting at. So real quick. I want to talk about some of the common things that I've seen in the FGC or just in general. I got a list here. I'm going to go over them. We're going to go dig into these topics and probably get into some other areas. But I got a few guidelines I'm going to go over, a few, few topics that I want to talk about that I think help with understanding some of these things. So first, it's kind of a two-parter. There's interpretations and there's assumptions. Assumptions. Not insumptions. I don't know what the hell that means. But definition, interpretation, the action of explaining or meaning something. So I want for this sake to really think about it from more of an internal standpoint. A lot of times we interpret things that people say subconsciously or consciously and we internalize that and we take it to mean a certain thing and then when we interpret it that leads to a emotional reaction that emotional reaction usually leads to some form of communication or action uh communicating isn't action but some sort of physical action or a verbal action uh for example a lot of people in the community are are getting upset over a certain person saying certain things not understanding the context, perhaps, or not understanding that person, or perhaps blaming the wrong people for 
what's being said. And I'm not even going to get into the specifics because I think that that just opens me up in particular to that. And I'm not even in that situation, so I'm not going to give that specific example. However, with communication, with interpretations, it's really important to be aware of this because a lot of people interpret things that aren't intended. Context can matter tremendously, but a lot of people hear something. They hear some feedback, perhaps, and they interpret it as an insult, a blow to their ego. Hey, maybe if you anti your DP in that situation, you would have the upper hand. Or usually it sounds like you should DP more. That's kind of the feedback. But what sometimes they're saying is, if you're doing your DP, if you're anti-airing these people consistently, then you're going to be a better player. Might not be said in that way, but usually what people hear is, you're bad, you're not doing the right things. And immediately people get, like, they feel attacked. They feel like what you're saying is attacking their very essence, their being, or something along those lines, and being very extreme, hyperbolic. Uh, but you get what I'm going with this. You get what I'm saying. And at this point in my life, I, I understand it, so I don't get frustrated by it anymore, but I, I do see it very often. Even when I'm giving feedback, I, I, I try to do it in a way to where people are going to be receptive of it, but there's always that possibility that people are going to get offended. Uh, and along those lines, the other term is assumptions. By definition, assumption, the thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. So, what I'm getting at here is a lot of times people will say something and they will assume what that person means. It's kind of similar to interpretations, but it's a different definition, different action that's going on in your head. You're assuming, or even if someone doesn't say something, you're assuming what they think. You're assuming what they mean. You're assuming their intentions. And and that's where... A lot of communication gets lost in the mix and becomes very uh, toxic as the term goes in a lot of the gaming community or just in general, in the online community at this point, social media. Uh, it, it becomes very easy to assume what someone else is thinking. We see that all the time. We see it in politics. We see it in like corporations with businesses. And I see it a lot in the FGC. This person says something and you assume you know what they mean or you assume you know what they're thinking. I'm saying you in the general sense. I'm saying it as the community, myself, anybody. Anytime that you're stating what someone else is thinking, that is an assumption because you don't have proof. You cannot dive into their head and, and see what they're thinking. You're on the same page here. So th these are forms of communication. There's a two-way road. Communication goes both ways. So you have to understand, you say something, it gets processed, and then there's feedback. And a lot of time, Things get lost in that, that feedback area where you're ingesting the, the information, the news that someone else is giving you, and you're creating these assumptions and interpretations, and you're grinding it up in your head, and then after doing all of that, and you go through these emotional states, you're, you're spitting back out. Now it's your turn to give feedback, and it could be an action, but usually it's words. A lot of it's on social media. Um, I think it's a lot easier nowadays to do it on social media because there's there's no filters. You can just say what you want before you have a chance to really process it and think about the person on your receiving end of what you're saying or what you're doing. And these two topics alone, I could just go on forever. But I really want you to understand that perhaps 
you could pay a little bit more attention to when you're doing these things. When you say something, next time you have an emotional reaction to something, perhaps think about that. Maybe you're interpreting what they're saying. Maybe you're assuming their attentions. Just consider that a little bit. Uh, another area that I think is really relevant is, uh, and it's kind of relevant to the last two that I've mentioned, is, is becoming tilted or communicating while you're tilted. This is something I see all the time. And it takes a good bit of willpower to not communicate when you're tilted. But I see a lot of people doing this. Um, and, and sometimes it's hard in an actual um, social environment to not communicate. But a lot of people are having these emotional states where they're mad. And they're just saying whatever's on their mind. And that just leads to that whole toxic thing that I was just talking about. It leads to this cascade effect where now you're getting a lot of negativity fed back at you because you just put it out there. You were mad or you were sad and you said something. And a lot of times it's too late to take it back. You said it. You have to own it. That's kind of the machismo that a lot of people in the FGC have. They, they say something. They mean it. They're not taking it back. It's done. I don't care. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the ego, in my opinion. A lot of people are just so focused on protecting their image, their self, their self-image or what other people see as them. And they just adhere to it. They just... They commit. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a combo. You know they're blocking it, but you still commit. Even though you know you're going to get punished, you just do it anyways because you're just so stubborn. You, you just go through with it and you don't care about the repercussions at this point because you're just so mad. You got you to gotta get it out there. You got to press that combo. You got you to gotta press those buttons to get the combo to come out. And you got to say those words that express your frustration. You got to do that thing that makes you feel better in the moment, not thinking about the long-term consequences of those actions, of those words, of the combo or whatever you're doing. Uh, so that's that's one of the common things that I see a lot of people do in the FGC, uh, in, in all walks of life, in, in relationships, um, with, with spouses, with friends, with teammates, with coworkers. Uh, I see that a lot. And then the last one that I want to press on here uh, before we get into some of the best practices is uh, actually withholding information for selfish reasons. Now, before I dig deeper into this, it's important to understand that there are times where it is beneficial to withhold information. One of the easy examples is you're in a tournament and you have an opponent. No, I'm not telling you to share all of your life knowledge about the character that you play and your tactics. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is people that complain about their FGC not growing or complaining about the FGC being whack or their locals being toxic or whatever, a lot of people... Don't share their knowledge. Now, you have the big fish in a little pond. That's the easiest one to really pick on. You have the good players who stay good in their locals because they're not teaching their other teammates, their other people in their community how to get better, what to do, what to press, when to press it, from what distance. They're not sharing that information, and then they're going back and complaining about their FGC being weak or whack or free or whatever. It's... I don't want to say it's your obligation, but I do want to say that if you're going to complain about something being whack or weak and you're a really great player, then maybe consider sharing that knowledge and helping other people get better. The selfish aspect of that is the more you help other people get better, the more opportunities you have to get better. Rather than staying good in your area and then getting bopped in other cities. And that's, that's what happens with a lot of players. They get frustrated because they can beat all the people in the local, but they can't beat people when they get to a real tournament. I, I say real as if, you know, locals aren't real tournaments. They are real as well, but you get what I'm saying. The majors, the bigger tournaments, the monthlies, so on. There are times to withhold information, but there is definitely time 
to share information. And not even just talking about good players. I'm talking about people who have skill sets that can help a community grow. Maybe you have video editing skills, but you only do it in your free time or when you're in school, but you don't contribute in the FGC. But then you complain about their stream being weak or their videos online being crappy quality. What are you doing to help elevate that? Maybe you're really good at marketing. Maybe you're a marketing major in college, but with your FGC, there's very minimal exposure. Hop in there and share your marketing experience. I'm sure that if no one else is having great experience with marketing, then your experience is going to be better than that. So not just with playing the game, not just with the immediate skill, but the other soft skills, the other sub skills that make up a community. There's tons of different skills that people have that they're withholding. Not always with a malice intention. They're not always trying to like have some nefarious deed where they're like, yeah, I'm going to withhold this information and they're going to pay for it. No, it's just people want to complain first and think about solutions second. Perhaps you have skills that can help contribute. That's why your standards are higher. If you have those high standards, contribute or consider not complaining as much. That That's my take on it. That's what I think. Now that I've kind of said these words and got this out of my system, uh, let's just talk about a few of the actual best practices. Some, some small things that I think are actionable right away. And uh, I'll try to make it as understandable as possible because there's a lot of things that I've read in books or experienced or learned during my coaching classes when I was going to school at IPEC for, for coaching, for life coaching, for performance coaching. There's a ton of them, but I don't want to overwhelm you guys. So I just got uh, four, five, four, four of these that I'm going to give to you right now. Um, if you guys like this, then I can definitely make another video talking more deeply into this area. But I just figured this was on my mind. Um, I'm doing some corporate coaching at a, a, a big corporation right now, and I'm seeing some of these common themes that happen in the FGC happen over here. And so it's like, I have to talk about this because it's not just happening in the FGC. It's not an isolated incident. It happens all over the place. And the fact that I'm writing these papers and taking these notes on, on these issues uh, kind of compelled me to talk about an FGC so that I can pass it along. Maybe you guys can use these skills. Think about this. And it's not just about me being right. I'm not trying to be right. I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. What I'm trying to do is share the knowledge that I have as, as best as possible as I can. So as I'm noticing things, I'm trying to articulate them. I'm trying to organize them into something understandable and into something actionable. Uh, I need your feedback. So that's where I'm going to ask for you guys to share your thoughts about what you think about what I'm talking about. With communication, have you noticed a lot of issues that are bringing down the FGC? Now, I'm not saying the FGC is crashing down. I'm just saying that if you're not elevating something, if you're not trying to help it grow, then it's stagnating. And stagnating, in my opinion, is just as bad as, as sinking, as getting worse. And I think the FGC is growing in some very, very beautiful ways. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is it can always be better. And if you think it can be better and your first inclination is complain, perhaps it's more productive to contribute instead, however you can. Anywho, that said, share your thoughts down below, whatever they may be. So the first best practice that I want to talk about is, is called reframing or, or parroting. They're, they're very similar, but a little bit different in theory. Um, and the reason that I say this is because with assumptions and interpretations, a lot of that happens because there's not enough information given or received before making those assumptions or making those interpretations and then taking action. So reframing is the act of taking what you heard and saying it back in your own words. The reason you want to do that is because 
you want the other person to make sure to understand that you heard them correctly and you're receiving that information correctly. So maybe someone says, hey, when someone jumps at you, you need a DP. What you received is you played this game terribly, you're a bad player. You say back to them, are you calling me a bad player? <laughs> and at this point, obviously, it's on the other person. That's why I'm sharing this so multiple people can have this mindset. The other person has the option to say, yeah, you're, you're terrible, and continue to uh, contribute in the tilting of this person that just got insulted or feels insulted, I should say. Or you can say, no, I'm not saying you're a bad player. I'm just saying you can be better if you do it in this situation. This can lead to a whole nother branching conversation rather than just insulting their ego. You're saying, you can be better, here's how. The logical, in my brain, the next logical path is saying, well, I'm not good at DPing during those kind of situations. This leads to a whole productive conversation, really, really high level, real quick, uh, real general, is, you know, okay, you're not good at DPing. What's the issue? Let's find that issue. Let's pinpoint that. Oh, well, you don't know the shortcuts for DPing while buffering a normal button. You're not doing that. You're not doing this. I'm noticing all these things. And you get to the actual issue because you reframed and you, you, you do this back and forth. Both, both parties do this. You're reframing what you're hearing to make sure that you're hearing it, you're receiving that information correctly. That leads to a more productive conversation. Rather than just something that's very shallow surface, you're going deeper, you're trying to understand the actual important things rather than just focusing on the ego of, oh, I'm a bad player, I feel insulted, or oh, I'm a good player, yeah, I know I did really well. You're focused more on productivity, more on growth, and that feedback that you're giving or receiving is received in a way that is useful rather than being insulted or having your feelings hurt or, or, or feeling bad, getting depressed because you're not as good as you'd like to be. I see so many people... I see so many people, uh, <laughs> I see so many people getting depressed or getting mad because someone's trying to help them. They just said it in a very non-productive way. So parroting is very much the same thing. It's just not even ref not even reframing. It's just saying back to the person to make sure that you heard it correctly. It's like a lower level version of reframing. It's almost uh, just to make sure that you heard the person correctly. I would lean more on reframing rather than parroting, but if you're if you're not good at summarizing what you heard and saying it back, uh, one, I would say practice that, but two, you can start off with parroting, parroting, like a bird, to make sure that you know the other person is, is having that information received. So it's, it's important to make sure that when you're receiving information, that you're letting the other person know that you're receiving it in the right way. Most people aren't going to go through the trouble of confirming that, they're just going to assume, and that's just kind of how things are. But I think if you start to develop those skills on both sides, it becomes very productive. And I'm, I'm, from my own clients, from working with corporations, from working with teams, from the jobs that I've had, I've seen this firsthand. I know it works. Anywho, whew, next topic is validating. And this is, gets in the realm of, like I guess, the touchy-feely stuff. Um, but it's useful. And I know, again, this is kind of a, a macho community in some ways. But I think there's a lot of people nowadays that are very much not trying to be the, the stereotypical alpha male, which honestly, if we're going to get into the term of alpha male, that means that you're supporting everyone around you. It's not just about being the strongest and being the best. The alpha male is the strongest because their responsibility is to take care of the rest of the pack, to take care of the rest of the people in their charge. So my little soapbox, I'm going to, I'm going to get back off of that and get back to the point um, because a lot of people talk about that and it, it, it gets me a little, little heated. Anywho, validating. What, 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 what is validating? Well, it 
essentially in the short version is is acknowledging that someone's feelings are are valid are uh, reasonable okay so someone's getting frustrated because they can't do a dp you have a beginner player that you're trying to teach and they're just getting pissed that they can't do this crouching medium punch into a shoryuken for whatever reason they're, they're, that's what they're practicing they can't do it eventually you want to teach them how to do it properly if you can but something that makes it more effective is just letting them know that their feelings are reasonable uh, I, I think we've been really good at this in the community i think this is one of the things that a, a lot of people in the community do do well um but i think that a lot of times it gets lost in translation online sometimes or perhaps sometimes we we participate too much in those feelings validating isn't so much about being in the feeling with them it's letting them know that your feelings are are reasonable the way you're feeling right now is okay um and and letting them know that without having to participate with them in that feeling not not like yeah that character is a bullshit that character is cheap no you don't want to validate the fact that their their thought process is this character is cheap or that person plays cheap you just want to validate that their feelings are okay without validating that their thought process is something that you agree to even if you do agree to it what i'm saying is you want to just validate the feeling not always a thought process it's kind of a, a slippery slope i don't know if that makes sense let me know if i can reiterate that a little bit better the reason that you do that is because it kind of helps with them feeling okay with feeling that way like sometimes people do get frustrated that they even get tilted people get tilted because they are tilted i know that sounds crazy but i'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced that i know i have sometimes i, I tend to be more of a, a passive tilter when i'm doing bad i don't get mad at the opponent i get mad at myself and that anger quickly turns into sadness because I'm, I'm attacking myself i'm not attacking anybody else so i'm saying oh you're playing like an idiot why are you playing so bad well I'm the person, I, I'm the victim and the victimizer. So the victim feels mad, the victimizer then feels sad as a result because I'm like, yeah, you're right. Damn, I am dumb. And and that leads to me realizing that I just tilted myself, then be like, man, I just got so mad and so sad at myself for doing this. Like, why am I getting so tilted? Now I'm tilted. Crap. You know, it's like a, it's a it's a crazy eight, it's a negative feedback loop, man. It's not, it's not useful and but we a lot of us do it a lot of us go through that especially if we're hard on ourselves if we have high standards of ourselves you're very susceptible to this so you want to break that chain and you want to help other people break that chain too because i'm sure you've experienced it you understand so just validating their feelings let them know hey that the way you're feeling is reasonable but let's work on what we can do to not have this happen again you know what i'm saying that's a very useful skill in your communication arsenal the next one is clarifying or asking clarifying questions. So to go back to that conversation that we had about this person getting frustrated about not being able to do the DP input or whatever input they're trying to do, the Dragon Punch for those who don't play Street Fighter, it's a it's a kind of a complicated input for people who are newer to fighting games. It's, it's not very intuitive to people who don't play fighting games all the time. I tried to teach someone the other day and they, they had trouble doing the Hadouken motion. They were in their 50s, not a huge gamer, played a few racing games and could not comprehend the idea of a quarter circle, of doing down, down, forward, forward. It was not in their mental bank. So it, it there's people like this. It's understandable. See, I'm validating right now. <laughs> so anyways, clarifying or asking clarifying questions. In order to better help somebody, in order to better communicate, you need to make sure that you understand as well as possible. So if they're having trouble with this input, don't just tell them what they're doing wrong or what to do. Try to learn what they're doing or what they're thinking. Like, what kind of... Let me look at the input. 
you know, and now you have training mode, you can actually turn on the inputs, so that's almost like clarifying because you can actually see on the on the board. You're trying to clarify the information. So before you're giving a bunch of information about frame data, how much do you know about frame data? What do you know about frame data? Do you know what a four frame jab is versus a three frame jab? A lot of people in the FGC are super eager to help other players get better, which is amazing. Very great. You know, I'm not, I'm not hating on them. I'm, I'm just saying that there's more productive ways to do it. We always want to get better. A lot of us are competitive. You know, most of us that are into the fighting game scene, we're competitive. So we want to get better. We all know that. But we can always do it better than we did it yesterday. So what I'm saying is when you're trying to help someone, make sure that you're asking clarifying questions so that you can give the best feedback or information possible. Don't just tell them what to do without knowing exactly what they do know, what they don't know, and how they're doing it. Those clarifying questions take a little bit of practice. You know, that goes back to assumptions and interpretations. Don't assume you know what they're pressing because that's what happened to you. They could be doing something completely different. I was trying to teach someone how to do a quarter circle, and I was telling them the, the inputs, and they were doing the opposite of that, and they were doing half circles. So I had to understand what they were doing before I could tell them, oh, no, you're not, it's not in a half circle. So you look, this is what you're doing right here. Let me show you this information. This is what you want to do. So clarifying... We're asking clarifying questions is really useful, but also when someone is saying something to you and you find that situation where you're having an emotional reaction to someone, in those situations also it's important to have clarifying questions. So say someone does give you some feedback and you do receive it as, that was a dumb thing to do. Well, perhaps in that situation it's time to ask a clarifying question. So before you assume that there are attacking your your gameplay or your, or your ego or whatever ask well what do you mean by that like what do you mean when you say that you know without even having to project your interpretations and in your assumptions onto this situation okay cool this person explains well what i'm saying is this player has this skill set and what you're doing is not working what i'm trying to say is if you try this other thing or you stop doing this specific thing then you'll have a higher chance of beating that person. You get that information, and now you realize this person isn't calling you a bad player. They're just trying to give you feedback to help you get better. But the first time you heard that information, you processed it, you interpreted it, and then you made assumptions based on those interpretations, and you got offended. But now you know that's not what they meant. So you, you see where I'm going with this. It's, it's an important skill set to have. It also takes practice. It takes acknowledging and recognizing when you are emotionally affected by what someone is saying or, or what you think they're saying. Really important one. The last one that I think is, is really important, um, and this is just useful in, in any walk of life, in any situation where you do get tilted or you do make these assumptions and interpretations and you're, you're mad, is just to take a deep breath. Take a couple of slow, deep breaths. I'm not talking about hyperventilating. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying slow, like five seconds in, Hold for a couple seconds, then five seconds out. Now, that's important for a couple things. Just from a psychological aspect, you're, you're taking a quick break, you're pressing pause, and you're getting a little time out. But it's also important from a, I guess, a medical or a phys physiological level because you're, you're getting that oxygen that your brain needs to operate properly. Uh, you know, kind of the same thing with drinking water. You know, you're drinking water, you're getting that oxygen, you're getting that blood flow. Your blood flow is is going through your body, going to your brain, and you're able to really process that information a little bit better before reacting to it. 
So if you find yourself getting affected by what someone is saying, you know, you're interpreting it, you're getting mad, and, and you can feel, and you're, you're uh, aware enough to feel that emotion, and you know you're going to say something that is probably more intended to hurt that person more than actually intended to be productive, take that break. Process a little bit. Get some oxygen in, in those lungs. Think for a little bit. And then try reacting and see how things go. Again, real quick, communication is, is important in all walks of life. It's super useful for everything that we do. If you're interacting with human beings and you're communicating. So why not do it to the best of your ability? Similarly, it's aware. It's important to be aware of the, the, the common things that are happening. Hopefully after this video, you can start to look and see how you or other people are interpreting things, see how they're assuming, see how they're getting tilted, see how uh, there's a lack of clarifying questions, uh, see how there's a, a lack of, of information, you know, see how people are withholding that information. And then you can start to actually practice some of these things, add it to your repertoire, just like you add new skill sets to your passion. You're adding new combos, new meaty setups, new uh, exercises to your routine, so to speak. And then you can start to, to reframe you know, say back what you're hearing from other people. Start to validate those feelings. You know, build those connections with people. Uh, you can start to clarify a little bit more. Ask those clarifying questions. Get deeper conversations. You know, get into that theory fighting that's so, so satisfying to many of us. You know, it, it's great. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you theory fight. You're productive. You're not worrying about the negatives. You're focusing on the what ifs and what can I do's. And then, lastly, take some deep breaths. Pause for a second. Be relaxed. Don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Nobody has to worry. Do we have to worry? Is worrying a thing? Be happy? Hakuna Matata? Is that the saying? Right? Yeah. So, hopefully you guys found this useful. I don't want to just talk at you. I want to talk with you. I want to have a conversation. So let me know what common things you guys do or see with communication that is not productive and what best practices do you guys have in order to have a more productive conversation let me know in the comments down below if you're watching this on youtube if you're watching this in podcast format definitely leave a comment leave some reviews of course either way let me know what you think subscribe if you like this content i've got tons and tons of content already out and more on the way personal development fighting games philosophy growth that's what this is all about helping you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena. My name is a philosopher. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will see you all in the next one.